Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Round three is done and dusted, and hasn't it been worth the wait? What an incredible week of rugby league, of super coach. Uh, it's had a bit of everything, ups and downs, drama, uh, fake crowd noises, fake people in the stands, the fake people getting hit in the stands with the ball. Uh, six again, one referee, blowouts, bleached hair. Uh, it's been an absolutely wild ride, and we expected nothing else. Uh JT here, first ever edition of the, uh, I guess it's my own solo pod. I do a weekly roundup on the site, an article there, but figured we'd turn it into a short and sharp little podcast on a Sunday night just to run you through the week that was. Um, And this one is obviously an absolute cracking week, so there's a fair chunk to get through. Uh, I thought I'd set this one up similar to the way I do the article where we look at the rockers, the floppers, and the shockers of the week. Uh, So rocker and flopper kind of get what that is but the shock is the character that just came out of the clouds to put on a massive super coach score so to start off round three we'll sum it up jt's rocker of the week and i've just seen it i've had to hide behind the couch i could barely watch but the savior of many a super coach week tom trebojevic tommy turbo uh easily 150 plus he tore the bulldogs to shreds as a non-owner, it was a very tough way to see the round out. Uh, but nonetheless, he'll be an absolute must-have as the season wears on, uh, especially coming up against a side like the Dogs. They were just ordinary. But Tommy Turbo, update, pre-updates, 150. That's just insane. Could have been anything. Uh, the flopper of the week, and he'll be in a fair few sides. JT's flopper of the week, Katoni Staggs. Bronco, of course. 33 points. He was pretty damn ordinary in that game. And of course, he was basically the most traded player uh, in for the week. So of course, this is super coach and it's bound to happen. Uh, Chasing points, chasing cash, and he's flopped and also found himself suspended for next week. So not an ideal start for stags in a lot of sides here. And then finally, the shocker of the week. So in the same game, that Thursday night kickoff, Clint Gutherson winding back the clock to years of old when he was relevant in this game. But this new rule with the six again just seems to favor guys like him. He was sniffing around that ruck on his way to 124 super coach points. So a massive week for Gutho there. Uh, there's just a plethora of fullbacks at the moment, and he's another one that's uh, that might be penciling himself as a pod option down the track, but a long way to go into the year. So what we'll do on the pod, similar to what you would have heard with uh, Nick on his solo pods when he could do them last year, a uh, bit less rum, a bit less uh, Married at First Sight Survivor, 
uh, movie world, dream world, all that sort of business. Uh, I've had an interesting weekend, had a bit of a culture catch up with a few mates uh, to watch the NRL round three. It was like uh, this whole coronavirus thing just got pushed to the side. Life was normal again. The beers were flowing, tries were flowing. And so it was the league, but uh, it's been an interesting weekend. Good way to wind out. So uh, we'll go round or game by game and just talk through some of the bigger, I guess, super coach relevant points coming out of the weekend. So why don't we start with game number one, Broncos versus the Eels. So Eels gave him a bit of a touch up in this one. So Broncos held in. Uh, they looked like they would uh, make a game of it, but the Eels just blew them away in the second half. Broncos could get nothing going. Uh, for the Broncos, you've got Payne Haas, who was an interesting captain option if you wanted to go the early gamer. So the Thursday night straight C is a bit of a risk. Not many take it, but if you did, you locked yourself into 87 points. So Haas banged out another 80-minute game. He's just a set-and-forget option. Uh, if you had him as C every week, you're probably not going to look back and regret that too much come year-end. Uh, Ryan Madison saved himself, well not saved himself, but boosted that score to 99 with a late uh, offload try assist to Wonga Blake. So new owners, and there are a few of them, will be delighted with that score. Uh, again, played the 80 minutes, four offloads, two line break assists, um, just a huge game all around from him. Uh, Clint Gutho, we mentioned him before at the top of the pod, 124 points. He just played on the back of offloads all game. Uh, saw his way over the line, helped set up a few. So Gutho was back in fine form. Just 3% owned. Uh, obviously, it's a log jam in that fullback position this year. So uh, he'll have to keep that form up to become relevant again. Pat Carrigan, another popular supercoach option. 58 points from 55 minutes. Uh, did just basically all tackle and a few runs here and there. He's a bit of a workhorse. Uh, you're happy with that at his price. Mitch Moses. 59 points and 18 of those were from goals. So in all honesty, he was probably outpointed by his halves partner, Dylan Brown, who's also attracted a bit of interest himself. So Moses didn't get a try assist um, and you would have hoped for a bit more in a thrashing like that. But uh, the star of their show outside of Gutho there was definitely uh, the involvement of Dylan Brown there. So uh, I guess, unfortunately, didn't translate to super coach points for any owners out there with just 52, but uh, yeah, looking great guns. Jake Turpin for the Bronx, 80 minutes in that uh, starting number nine role, basically just tackled himself to a standstill, uh, 56 points, 56 tackles. Uh, Hopawadi, very popular cheapy option in the second row there, but had a ordinary game from an NRL perspective with a few crucial errors in his game, but he did see his way to 44 points from 80 minutes. Uh, given he's got very little competition in that spot going forward, uh, that's great news for owners. If he can, uh, well, it's not much the coach can do. He's got to stick him out there, so he'll have a fair few rises to come. Uh, Tommy Flegler, 33 points in 47 minutes. Just the eight runs. He was another one a fair few had traded in for this week, and that's a little bit disappointing uh, from him, but we know he can pull that sort of game out, particularly with Lodge coming back now. Uh, Katoni Staggs, the less we talk about him, the better, 33 points. Uh, he had that massive line break at the start of the game, just turned Sevo inside and out, but uh, lost 12 points through errors and is obviously now suspended for that one week uh, for that high shot late in the game. Jermaine Asako, 31 points and just 11 runs. Uh, didn't get much going from the back there. Couldn't uh, Broncos couldn't hold the ball, so not a lot, uh, a lot, not a lot of opportunities for him there. Anthony Milford, uh, Wilfred, Joe Fitz, a few others. 
uh, that you would have heard of at Proud Milford Owners. 16 points is all that the MILF could manage. So spilled the ball over the line. It should have been a dead set try. Uh, kicked through for Darius, who also spilled the ball, would have been a dead set try. Uh, could get nothing going in that game. So 16 points is a big ouch to start the week. And Jesse Arthur's 10 points. Uh, weirdly subbed off about halfway through the game for Herbie Farnworth. So I'm not sure what the rotation is planned there, whether he was just hooked, but uh, ordinary performance by Arthur's, and he'll need to go from the Supercoach side if you've got him. Uh, next game. So great game to watch here. <laughs> Obviously, the blockbuster of the week, the Cowboys and the Titans. So Cowboys running away with it in the end. And all on the back of uh, another fullback to add himself to this list, Val Holmes, 102 points, 24 in goals, 60 points in try assists and line break assists. And on both sides of the field, so set, set uh, Benny Hampton up uh, very nicely for a couple of tries there on Hampton's way to 78 points. Uh, but then he also flicked a ball on to Kyle Felt late in the game. So Holmes just... Uh, finds himself involved in just about everything we did on the Titans line and handsomely rewarded. So those that backed him uh, on his comeback trail have been duly rewarded there. Uh, Reese Robson, so deput- well, deputising, I guess you'd say, for Jake Granville, who's starting nine still, but for how long is the question? 94 points, two very easy tries for him. Uh, he's in that awkward sort of range at the moment. I think he's about 350k or so, so... Uh, probably not one you're going to touch unless he can uh, find his way to 80 minutes regularly. But uh, yeah, tore the Titans to shreds there. Uh, Lolo did what he usually does. Uh, if, well, in the second half, I guess. But uh, a few nervous captaincy or captain players, I guess, for Lolo at the start of this game. So I think he, I think he was on about 20, 30 maybe at halftime. Uh, looked a little gassed, wasn't getting much going. And then just does what he always does when he comes back on for that second stint and tore the Titans to shreds through the middle and offload a couple of busts there, line break, and only 11 tackles. So Titans just were doing a lot of defense in this game. And Lolo, um, yeah, I'm not sure if they were managing his workload there, but uh, yeah, just 11 tackles to his name. Uh, Josh McGuire, weirdly 67 points from the same minute. So he's... hmm, not sure you'd uh, call him an option there, but uh, if he can continue those sort of minutes, it's not a bad shout. Uh, one of interest, Jai Arrow, 70 points. Um, basically the star of the show there for the poor old Titans. Would have played 65 minutes or so, but uh, fortunately had a HIA to finish the game with about six to go. As that 70 was all in base, so he just does what he always does there. Cohen Hess, uh, trade-in target and one that I brought in this week. Uh, it was going great guns. I think he was sitting on about 60 or so with uh, three minutes to go and decided to hold down too long in a tackle and got sin-binned. So that'll hurt. Minus 10 points for that there, but uh, still finished with 60 after updates. Uh, saw himself go through the line quite easily. A few offloads, a few busts. It was the Titans, but uh, good signs for new Hess owners there. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, 55 points, one try assist, two try contributions. So heavily involved, not quite the score to match. Uh, but definitely the commanding half in this one. A uh, couple of poor performances from, well, SN Masters. Reasonably interesting option coming into this week, given a good couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, 38 points. Very rarely involved. They just seem to cut him out all the time. So uh, not a great start for him. Uh, debutante, or third game, I should say, rookie Jamal Fogarty started for the Titans. Only got the 21 points at bargain basement price, but could have had a try late in the game, uh, if not for an obstruction, just was not their night. Uh, 
Uh, second game Friday night, Roosters and Bunnies. This was a big one in terms of uh, the lead up to it. There's a lot talked about with the Latrell versus Teddy, um, all that backstory there. How is it going to play out? Well, there was only ever going to be one winner, and that's James Tedesco. So 103 points for him. Like Lolo, very quiet first half, but then once he got out on that second half, tore them to shreds. So Cam Murray missed a tackle on him. Teddy goes straight through, bang, try, and a couple of line breaks to finish the game for him. So definitely a score that owners like myself needed after a quiet couple of weeks from him. Uh, man, we just spoke about Cam Murray, another one to join the Century Makers for this week. 103 points. Fell over the line off a short ball from our man Luttrell. Uh, saw just 70, well, 71 minutes, which is handy enough for him. And a bit of sign of life for him on that edge there. So good to see him quite involved, particularly defensively, 37 tackles to his name. Uh, Jake Friend, sharing the role with Sam Verrill, saw him saw his way to 93 points. So 64 minutes and a solo try at the end, 52 tackles. Uh, 414k is an interesting play there, but uh, might just be worth a watch, as Nick would say. Uh, Dan Tupo, 92 points, a very easy try for kick to start there. Um, they'll just be targeting him from here on out. Uh, 36 hit-up points and five tackle busts, so fairly effective running game for Toops. Uh, Damien Cook, 71 points, so six runs this game, which is a little higher than he has been going, so good to see. Uh, he was one that everyone thought would uh, roll off the back of these new rule changes, so uh, he, he needed to be sold this week given the uh, price rise he was likely to be facing. And uh, yeah, it's what it's going to end up being. But as the season wears on, you'd imagine a guy like Cook will play his way into a fair few super coach sides by the end. Uh, no attacking stats in this one outside of a force dropout, but uh, 71 points is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, Angus got the start over Mitch Orbison, who was out for family reasons and saw his way to 69 in basically all base. But again, he's base, he's untouchable with that um, Orbo role sharing, I guess, there. Latrell, all the talk about him coming into that one. Uh, had that crash ball to Murray that saw him get a try line break assist, but outside of that, was too interested putting shots on other players and just getting in the niggle, not doing his job. Uh, just the one error, but yeah, he's uh, fallen well away in terms of relevance in Supercoach. Uh, Jaden Sewer, the popular round one option, has struggled his way to 50 points in this game, which is a handy enough result, but... Uh, the minutes are drying up, so he's down to just 59 this week after 70 and 80 to start the year. Uh, so he looms as a must-sell in the coming weeks. Uh, similar story for Liam Knight. So owners were tearing their hair out. They'd given him one more week here. Uh, he finished on 31 points, but it was not helped by a very unfortunate incident, I guess, in the 55th minute, coming back onto the field for his second stint. I think he was out there for maybe 30 seconds before he uh, copped a knock and uh, failed to see out the next 20 or so minutes. Came back on with about six to go and uh, got through a fair chunk of work. But um, yeah, 31 at that price definitely hurts. He needs to go. Adam Reynolds went completely missing, just the 29 points. Don't know what's doing there. Joey Manu, 27 points. He's one that um, Rob and Wenon and I spoke about on the Roosters uh, lockdown pod as a guy that just always seems to have a solid enough game from an NRL perspective cannot translate it to super coach so very low score for him there saturday super saturday it was a big one uh very interesting result to start the or start the day here warriors and dragons 18 nil uh to the warriors everyone's second favorite side so 
Dragons were absolutely ordinary. Uh, fell short of the line a couple of times, but um, yeah, who would have expected that coming back into this year? Uh, Torhu Harris was probably the most interesting of the game for mine. So I'm a I'm an owner, one of about a thousand. Um, he was named in the second row, but basically played this game entirely at lock and got through a stack of work. Uh, so those 79 points were basically all base, just tackles and runs. Um, he was yeah, defensive wall for the Warriors, and that's exactly what they need. So depending if he can keep that up and that's his role going forward, he will definitely shoot up in relevance. Uh, Alicia Katoa, big game from him, 86 points and a barge over try to open his account. Uh, very popular cheapie. He's going to have a massive price rise. Um, could have played the 80 minutes, but came off for an HIA in the first half. He came back on after halftime there, but um, hopefully that's his role going forward, the 80 minutes, because he looks a gun in the making. Uh, similar cheapy, JTB to Neil Brown for the Warriors. 70 points and a lucky try, I guess, to open the account for the Warriors, uh, charging through off a spilled kick by poor old Matt Dufty. Um, but yeah, 70 points in just 37 minutes, so... Uh, he's a absolute tackle bot, a workhorse when he's out there. 13 runs, 26 tackles. Um, that's a great work rate. And another one who's just going to skyrocket in price going forward. Uh, for the Dragons, outside of Cam McInnes, who hit 89. Uh, 89 points in his comeback game is an insane return. Um, in fairness, the, the ball was in play in this game for nearly 70 minutes. Um, so if you look at some of the averages, average minutes in play that nrl.com has uh, most games tend to average about 55 to 60 uh, so this game the warriors completed at i think 45 or 47 sets or something incredible uh, so the ball was in play a hell of a lot a lot of tackles for mckinnis to get through uh, nearly 70 in total so at second row very highly priced but uh, interesting option going forward uh, zach lomax another one from the dragons view uh Ended up playing this week. Uh, you're not too disappointed in the 47 he got. So not a lot going for the Dragons. No goal kicks. Uh, that's just basically all base. So handy return from Lomax. It would be nice to see him get a bit more attacking ball, but who knows with this Dragons side. Um, outside of that, Ewan Aitken was named at the 17 and came on to play at lock for the last 20 minutes. Very weird rotation. Don't know what Mary's doing there. Uh, as well, Terrell Fuimoono. Uh, 37 points for him. That's brilliant for owners if you've uh, stuck him in your center wing or second row to start the year. Um, good return from him, and he's going to see some nice price rises in the coming weeks. Uh, last game here before a quick break, Sharks v. Tigers. Uh, this was the second game on Saturday. A uh, bit of a grinding affair back and forth. I uh, wasn't sure how it was going to go until late in the game, but uh, the, the real match winner here was David Norfoluma, who hit 88 points. Uh, so had a bit of a downgrade post the game. Uh, I think it was 93, but uh, yeah, 88 points to finish. Strolled through twice, uh, one to set up Garner's try and then another for himself. Um, incredible start to the year for Nofo. If you've picked him from round one, you're absolutely cheering, but uh, he will definitely be uh, one to have in the coming weeks. Harry Grant, 80 points, including a debut try, five runs, 36 tackles in around an hour. So that's a very handy result from him. He'll be most traded in play in a well, in a couple of weeks' time when he before he hits that price rise. 
Uh, Alex Twile, the banner for the week. So uh, didn't quite get to him in the end. So 61 points. He did play in, uh, the full 80 at lock, uh, which is an interesting proposition for him going forward. I don't think that was injury affected. Um, but yeah, it did reduce his work rate a little bit, but uh, 80 minutes at a, a sub 500k he was this week. Uh, he'll obviously be going up in price a little bit going forward. But uh, yeah, Banner didn't quite do its job there, unfortunately. Uh, Luciano, uh, 47 points. And that's just because he didn't get a try this week. So it didn't fall his way over the line as he has done the first couple of rounds. So owners are spewing. Uh, Will Kennedy did find his way over the line. Ran a good short ball, fullback for the Sharks. Uh, only managed 40. So that's a very low return off that game. A couple of errors in it. So not an ideal one for him. Uh, Matt Moylan's lurking on the bench there. He came on, played lock for about 45 minutes, was defending in the line. Not sure whether that was just to get the juice back in the legs for Moylan on his return. But uh, yeah, Kennedy might be touch and go uh, to hold down that fullback spot for next week. Uh, Might be one price rise and you're out. Uh, Toby Rudolph, another cheapy, 40 points. Was named to start in the place of Andrew Fafida, who was out injured. But uh, yeah, it's a little bit disappointing return from him. Uh, 40 and 41 minutes, nothing too crazy there. But yeah, at bottom dollar, it's nothing too bad, I guess. Blake Braley, 39 from 80 minutes. Uh, ordinary return from him. He just doesn't run, doesn't create. Uh, he'll be one that everyone's trading up to Harry Grant in a couple of weeks. Uh, SJ, 22 points, completely off the pace and just five runs. That's that's ordinary. Uh, owners were hoping for a fair bit more, I would imagine, from this game. Uh, Sione Katoa, another big one that people were talking about trading in. Just the 24 points. And, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what will happen when you play outside Dugan, unfortunately. He's a ball hog extraordinaire. <laughs> Joey Leilua, 29, early candidate for flop of the year, without a doubt. Uh, found himself in a you know, horrible defensive combination with his brother there. He just doesn't get the ball. Uh, not sure what's doing there, but Leilua, 29. Yeah, get him out. And Billy Walters finished with uh, 39 from minimal minutes off the bench there, but um, yeah, set up a try for Alloway close to the line. Well done to owners there who stuck out one more price rise, I guess, or a couple before you trade him up to to Grant. Everyone's getting Grant. Uh, We'll take a quick break here and rush through the last couple of games here now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All righty, back for the last four games. We'll try to make it quick. Storm v. Raiders. Uh, this one, yeah, surprising result. Raiders running away with it in the end, all courtesy of one George Williams. Uh, so I was watching the game with a mate of mine, Sparky or Gil, 
as you might know him from the site. And yeah, in the week leading up, I told him to go Luai over George Williams because look at the matchups there, Luai versus the Knights, Williams versus the Storm. And what happens, George Williams has an absolute 10 out of 10 game. Incredible from him, 68 points, tore the Storm to shreds uh, through the middle there. A couple of try assists, just an all-around fantastic game from him. And uh, yeah, finally, the halfback the Raiders might need to take him all the way. Uh, for the Raiders, the only other one really uh, that I've had of, of note here, Corey Horsburgh, 45 points. Um, unfortunately, lower minutes for him this week and just not uh, not a big impact from him in that time. So we'll have a smallish price rise, but as an owner, I'm looking at turfing him this week or next. Emre Gula, 30 points, take the money and run. Uh, came off the bench, massive price rise this week. Jared Croker, 30 points. Ugh, ordinary. I don't know what's going on there with Croker. I think he's had one decent week and uh, two ordinary ones. So, yeah, not the uh, not the Croker of old by the looks. Uh, Tarpane, 53. Late try saved his score if you own him. Uh, like like Horsburgh, a couple of price rises coming his way. Nick Kotrick, 51 points, and that included a try and line break. So, uh, very low score given that. Uh, just had the seven runs, though. So, we know what a tackle-busting freak he is, but if he's only running that uh, that amount, he's not going to go too crazy as he did to start the year. For the Storm, Cameron Munster was a very uh, high on the traded out list for this week. And of course, this is super coach, so he comes out and bangs out an 82. No try assists, no contributions, uh, but his running game was on fire. 12 runs, nine tackle busts, two line breaks and a line break assist. Uh, couldn't get the Storm over the line, but uh, geez, he looked dangerous with the ball in hand. And if that's his running game going forward, then uh, yeah, he'll be back in their side soon enough. Cam Smith, Mr. Reliable, 78 points. Got the try assist for his short ball to Finucane. That's just what he does. So another vintage game by him. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, 46, and I dead set thought it was a try. They've gone up no try when the Pap got over the line. Uh, looked like he kept a fingernail on the ball. Referees didn't see it that way. And unfortunately, that just hasn't reflected in the score there. So uh, another solid performance. But when you're seeing guys like Teddy, Turbo, uh, Val Holmes just going ballistic, yeah, it's, he's a tough hold at this stage. Um, Tino F, one that I own, five points, one error, one penalty, got taken off. Um, yeah, that's not going to be ideal for his cash rising prospects, but uh, we move on. Penrith and the Knights. Uh, this game had bloody everything. It was an absolute slobber knocker of a Sunday afternoon game. So within about the space of 10 minutes, the Knights lost Connor Watson uh, for an ankle injury and lost uh, Mitchell Pierce for an HIA in basically his first tackle of the game. They just looked, this looked like it could have been an anything if the Panthers were on. And somehow the Knights held on. Knight, uh, Penrith stretched out to that 40-0 lead, uh, penalty try, an easy uh, one there. And the Knights just found a way. They held on. Uh, they were good on their line, and they made a real game of it. Golden point. There were 500 field goals. None of them were good. There was a cross, one that hit the crossbar, um, intercepts. The game had bloody everything. Uh, that's rugby league to perfection there. So an interesting one, a draw for the pennies and the knights there. But super coach, a couple of uh, good ones here. So Isaiah Yo massively traded in this week, 97 points from 80 minutes. So well, 80 excluding the 10 from extra time. Uh, line break from him, 19 hit-ups and 51 tackles. Uh, named at lock, he played the whole game there. That's fantastic for owners uh, going forward. Looks like a set and forget center wing option if that's the case in that 
those minutes hold the rest of the year. Uh, Billy Kickow, 88 points with a try, but looked bloody dangerous the whole time he was out there. So he's fallen away a little bit in relevance, uh, given his lack of minutes to start this year, but would have had the full 80, uh, but got taken off or lost about 15 through an HIA that he ultimately came back from. But yeah, big game from him. Uh, Josh Mansell, 78 points without a try. Huge. 51 hit-up points. Uh, the man was on fire. Looked very close to nabbing a try or setting one up, but uh, just couldn't get there. But, uh, geez, when he hits an attacking stat, he's going to go ballistic. Uh, for the Knights, or oh, one more for Pennies, Kurt Capel, first game for them, 87 with a try and 80 minutes. So we're all talking about Isaiah Yo, but uh, Kurt Capel for around the same price. And available at centre wing as well, I believe. It was a very serious option going forward if those minutes hold. Uh, for the Knights, Dave Clemmer did what he always does, 65 from 66 minutes. Um, 56 minutes if they didn't go to extra time. But uh, yeah, that's pre-updates and he always goes up at least 10. So handy score from him. Kurt Mann, 47. A couple of uh, reasonably good involvements to get them back into the game. Not a huge score from him, but uh, yeah, could have been very low without those. Uh, Bradman Best, he'll be another one like Harry Grant that everyone jumps to in a couple of weeks. So 96 with two tries, uh, three errors, but looks like an absolute gun. So no, uh, our boy Lakey has the hots for him and you can see exactly why. So good on Bradman. Um, hopefully see him progress going forward. Final game of the round. This one was a tough one, as we mentioned. So Dogs versus the Eagles. So Dogs, absolutely nothing to talk about for them there. It was a very ordinary performance. Um, tried to get into a grind, but the Seagulls were just too good. Courtesy of one man, and that's Tommy Turbo. 83 points in one half, and he uh, came out the second half and did basically the same thing. Could have had a hat-trick himself. He weirdly went to uh, collect a grubber over the line, but then just let it go. And uh, it's very weird, but I had a few friends that had uh, a bit of money riding on three tries, so... They were not happy with that one at all. But uh, as an owner, it's quality over quantity for this guy. He doesn't do the runs that a guy like Teddy does, but uh, what he does on the line is just incredible. Uh, he's an attacking threat every time they go down. And when they're playing a side like the Dogs, it's uh, going to be absolute carnage. So he would have made or break, or made or broken your head-to-head um, leading into the Sunday. So I'm sure there'll be some contention a uh, few mates not speaking to each other after that one, but yeah, Tommy Turbo does it again. Just 14% owned. Uh, incredible, but uh, it's that price tag. Uh, but it looks like we're going to have to take that punt. Owners cannot, or non-owners can't sit back and watch those sort of games and uh, not keep their heart in order. So it's just incredible. Linked up with his brother for a try. So Gerbo, 58 in about 60-odd minutes, but uh, that included a try assist to Tommy Turbo, a little uh, inside ball for him. That paid off there, but um, yeah, not a great score by Gerbo considering that there. Another one, DCE, 51 points. He looked very controlling, but Tommy Turbo just took all attacking stats from him. Um, so yeah, he's Turbo's the focal point of that attack, and going forward, he's uh, yeah, I think he's got a fairly handy run, so we'll see how that goes. But nonetheless, I thought it'd be short and sharp, but uh, we're nearly at the half hour mark. I'll uh, finish off with the injuries and suspension news. So uh, these are as of Sunday night, so obviously still the Sunday games to come through the judiciary review. But uh, for now, the suspensions read uh, Victor Radley fighting a dangerous throw charge at the judiciary, facing a week. Didn't look like much at all. I thought it was a good tackle, so I'd imagine he gets off before that. Tony Staggs took the early guilty plea for his high tackle. He'll miss next week, just the one week. 
Uh, Ignatius Parsi for the Warriors. He's looking at one to two weeks for a high tackle, so one with an early guilty plea. Uh, unfortunate for the Warriors, they're running short of troops, but I guess that means JTB, uh, Katoa even, uh, definitely guarantees them a few well, good minutes going forward, given the lack of troops for the poor old Warriors. But uh, yeah, more power to them. And Nelson Asafa Solomona, outside of, uh, I don't know what he copped from Craig Bellamy in the sheds for putting in a grubber on the third tackle with the game on the line, but uh, he's facing another match for a higher tackle shot. So uh, both Parsi and Naz are yet to lodge any early guilty pleas for that one. Didn't see much coming out of the games today. So I would imagine that might be the only suspensions that we're looking at. Injury-wise, Alex Glenn for the Broncos had a nasty leg cut that uh, saw him fail to see the game out. He looks like he's on the sidelines for three to four weeks. Peter Hicku for the Warriors, another, well, just adding to their injury list here, but couldn't see out the game, went off in the first half for a rib complaint. Uh, Yet to see how long he'll be out for. Andrew Fafida was scratched pre-game, which allowed Toby Rudolph to come into the game and start. Uh, He had a calf issue, and we all know how those are throughout the year. It's just if that's the case with Andrew Fafida and he's carrying that sort of injury, he's he's basically a must-sell if you've still got him. For the Sharkies as well, Chad Townsend couldn't see the game out, went off for a hamstring complaint, uh, touch and go to see himself up at uh, the Mighty Cowboys this week. Bailey Simonson, another one scratched for the Raiders pre-game. So that's a little uh, Jordan Rappiner come on and basically kick off where he left off. So uh, first try for him for this year for Rapana. But uh, yeah, word out that Simo might be the one or might be coming back into that side. So Rapana's still got a bit of work to do on his fitness there. So Simo was scratched this week, but uh, yeah, could be fighting to get back in next week as well. Uh, Lockie Fitz, another pregame scratching. Paul Lakey just can't take a trick. A hammy for Fitzy might be out next week as well. For the Dragons, Ben Hunt copped a cork, and geez, I mean, if he's got the full wallet, but uh, yeah, not a lot to show for it on the field. So for old Benny Hunt, he's uh, going to cop it in the media as you'd expect at that price tag. But uh, yeah, he's carrying a cork now, so we'll see where he ends up. And out of today's games, uh, Mitch Pierce, that HIA nasty tackle, um, horrible. Uh, technique for that one there and Connor Watson tried to walk off an ankle injury in the game but couldn't last much longer and couldn't see the rest of the game out so again how the Knights managed to hold on there I'll never know classic rugby league Uh, that brings us to the end of the first ever Sunday night or JT Sunday night roundup Uh, I thought I'd keep it short and sweet but can't shut the fuck up That'll always happen, but uh, yeah, it's been a good week. Footy's back. Life is good again. Super coach is good. We'll wait for the old, uh, crazy old Monday updates, but I'm sitting on about 1,201. So had a very good week outside of not owning Turbo, but uh, oh well, swings and roundabouts. We'll see where he is in a few weeks. Anyway, thanks, guys. We'll uh, catch you midweek for SC Report. Yeehaw.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 